There are plenty of wrestlers who have felt larger than life throughout the years, but few have reached this level of immortality by being a normal guy who hates his boss. Whether it was his in-your-face attitude, his cathartic clashes with authority, or his iconic catchphrase that has sold more t-shirts than any other superstar from any promotion in all of pro wrestling history, everyone felt a connection with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Today on the show, we're talking about the legacy of the one and only Texas Rattlesnake. We only have one question. Are you ready? If you're not down with that. Three sixteen may be inappropriate, but this podcast sure as heck isn't. Welcome everybody to the Two Words Podcast. My name is John. <laughs> Couple extra S's there. Couple extra. S's. My name is John. His name is Matt. How's everybody doing? I mean, if I'm everybody, I'm doing. Good. <laughs> Work. I mean, dude, what is happening to 2021? It it's, is it is nearly over. I, and yet it's only just begun. Like really? yesterday yesterday was Halloween and it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. I mean, what's going oh, on? Man. Like we're, aren't we're you, <laughs> But aren't you excited for Thanksgiving? No. What's your favorite Thanksgiving <laughs> meal portion? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Are we uh, you mean the specific item? Yeah. Um <sighs> Well, I mean, there's a, there's an item that nobody knows, which is just like a Vassar thing. Vassar family. Which Obviously, there is some Armenian, crazy. Armenian rice. That's my favorite. But oh. if we're talking about a traditional Thanksgiving food, I'm I'm probably a, a roll man. I just I, I gorge myself on Dude, rolls. rolls. Rolls are great. Mm-hmm. I don't um, care what kind. Hawaiian rolls. I weird love sweet potatoes. Little chef hat rolls. I could eat an entire box of stovetop stuffing by myself. I, I've like, never been able to get, get in, in my belly, make it happen. No, stuffing's gross. No, stuffing looks like there. bird vomit. You look like bird vomit. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we have a fun episode because it's uh, our last episode of the season. Season two finale. Season two finale. Already. And we're going out with a bang because we're talking about the Texas rattlesnake, the mud hole stomping son of a gun from <laughs> Texas. I didn't know where we were going. I, I lost my train of thought. I started that very enthusiastic intro without a place to go. We're talking about none other than the bottom line, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, gosh. My first favorite wrestler. Like yeah. he, he, was, he was just hitting that, that stride with the Vince McMahon yeah. uh, arc. As I started watching the show, so like this was the first story I was heavily invested in. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be a fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, we have some 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 news to get out of the ways. Wrestling news and rumors, um, uh, such as Kobe Covington, uh, who uh, challenged Kamaru Usman uh, for the welterweight championship at UFC 268. Okay, I was like, I don't recognize any of these names. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, he what was, obscure uh, promotion he was, are you He was on? asked yeah. if he was going to join the former uh, his uh, former American Top Team partners in All Elite Wrestling, and he said, I don't pay any attention to what lo- those losers do. <laughs> I'm focused on putting the biggest and best fights in the world. You might see me in WWE one day, but I don't think you're going to see me in a second-tier promotion like AEW. <sighs> okay. This is well, like this the what's-her-name. Yeah, this, yeah, this is just... Does this does it seem like they're actually building some sort of weird UFC AEW feud? Well, and here's the thing is like that's what Kobe Covington does. Like Kobe Covington has put together this character that he does in the UFC and he's like a hardcore Trump supporter. He's always wearing MAGA hats. Like it's and he he seems to only fight Hispanic dudes and like guys from Africa. I can see why he'd be going with WWE. Then. And so it. he like he's just all about. It. But then they ask him about it. And he's like, nah, it's just, it's just the thing I do <laughs> to get heat, just to get clicks. But yeah, it's it's, it's always funny when you use terms like I don't pay attention to what losers do. <laughs> they're losers. Even, they're a bottom tier promotion. I'm uninterested. A lot of people say that. Maybe I don't say that. You know, I don't really know them personally, but I hear a lot of things from a lot of people about how they're not that great. Some people say that uh, that AEW is not big enough, and I just have to say, hey, size is not an issue. <laughs> Some say they pull their punches. I don't really know. You know, I can't you know can't confirm it or deny it, but. Uh, so the, the people are talking. The people are talking. And, I, you know, I'm listening. I love us. <laughs> oh, what's, man. What's good in your world? Kenny Omega. Well, this isn't good. Kenny Omega is out for a while. Uh, he's hoping to return in February, but he is in need of several surgeries, including uh, shoulder surgery. So he's 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 bruised up. He's he's done been beat up a bit, and uh, he's gonna be gone. He's gonna be off the TV for a little while. Yeah, That's told okay. the young I mean, bucks, told the young bucks to hold it down, hold it down. He's been champion for a long time. He's, so. Oh, I mean, it's his his run's been phenomenal. Yeah. The, since the beginning of uh, the promotion. So, but I'm also very excited for uh, for Adam Page for him. Absolutely, Hangman. I love Hangman. Deserves it. I'm I'm all for it. I love him and the Dark Order together, (laughs) and their weird relationship. And they're just they're just (laughs) being weird. Uh, Apparently, people have emailed the WWE directly and have wanted to get Biggie Langston off TV. What? Because uh, he gyrates his hips a little too much. Heck no, man. Uh, people are allowing me it. to do this, so I just kept doing stuff. Doing and people right and people enjoy it or didn't <laughs> yell at me, so I was like, let's keep it going. Uh, the only was, thing that he does that makes me uncomfortable is occasionally when he jumps up on the rope and does the splits yeah. and then gyrates. Yeah. That's a little much. There's uh, too many bulges. He said, there's, that case. It's, it's me and Elvis Presley, so there's really no difference there. <laughs> <laughs> Let the man dance. Let him dance. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa doesn't believe he fits in with the vision of NXT 2.0. He does not feel like he belongs anymore. I would say that's probably mm-hmm. correct. I feel, like, I feel like he and... Uh, uh, Adam Cole both had the the feel, the black and gold feel, yeah. like the the exact feel that they were going for. And when they've changed it to this new promotion version. My name's Tommaso Ciampa, and you're watching NXT. <laughs> On Disney+. Plus. <laughs> 
wand. <laughs> um, also, uh, Randy Orton uh, is going to break a record this Sunday. What's that? It's it's going to be for most pay-per-view matches in WWE. Huh. He's currently tied with Kane at 176 pay-per-view matches, and he'll get his 177th this Sunday. That's fun. Yeah. Good for him. Also, he was kind of upset that he didn't get to ride a camel. And so he's all, Riddle got to ride a camel, but Vince looked at me and said, Randy Orton doesn't ride camels. (laughs) Randy Orton does not ride camels. That's perfect. No. No. It's like, I've got this camel, man. Do you know who you are? Um... uh, Matt Cardona, formerly known as uh, Zack Ryder, Zacky Ryder, recently said that uh, the Hype Bros was a career low. He hated it. Really? Said he loves Mojo oh. Raleigh. Said he loved Mojo Raleigh, but he hated the Hype Bros. I mean, I know it didn't really go anywhere, but I loved it. I wanted it to be yeah. something. That makes me sad. I, I think it just has a lot to do with... It was leaning too much into his bro stuff because you'll notice like once he left WWE, he kind of stopped doing that Yeah, and he went straight into, uh, death matches. It's true. That's true. But he seems like such a hype bro. Yeah. All the time. That seems like, seems like something he would do. Makes me sad. Jeff Hardy is considering pitching his Willow character. To fill the void of the fiend, okay. In uh, WWE, uh, he's also considering pitching a Bob Ross-like character. <laughs> Please and thank you. I don't think I have to tell you which one I want. <laughs> that was the beauty of the fiend character, though, is he could do both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could give you that warm fuzzy. What would what would that even look like? <laughs> I can't even... I don't have the capacity to picture that. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have anything else? Uh, Rest in peace, Angel Garza's last name. Oh, right. Yeah. He has fallen victim to the slashing of the last names. The latest He joins a club filled with Mustafa and Biggie. No, they've been calling Mustafa by his last name lately. He got it back, though. Yeah, yeah he, got, he it back. got it back. Origi- originally, they were just calling him Ali for a while. That's true. Which is dumb. And then, uh, I think Biggie was the right choice, though. Yeah. Biggie Langston is too much. Biggie is the perfect name. Biggie, uh, But it's like, when you've been known... Like, and he hadn't really been established as a big main event guy yet either, yeah. or a big main event tag team. But when you've been known as a character, as your full name, for... Ever, yeah, like Matt Riddle, yeah, to suddenly not have your first name is weird. Yeah, Biggie uh, tweeted at him and was like, "Welcome to the club. We meet Wednesdays." <laughs> <laughs> get a, get a hold of Drew Gulak with him <laughs> to know what you need to bring. <laughs> Is that it you got? Uh, last one I have okay. is uh, NXT 2.0 and AEW Rampage are seeing some of their lowest ratings since launch. It's it's fall. 
Is it? Is it just that it's fall, or is it, it that is. nobody cares? I mean, even Rampage. Rampage. A a Rampage was great to start off with, but it's slowly been morphing into the. Yeah, okay, this is the B show. This is NXT. <laughs> right. This is nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Nothing big is happening. We have the. They push a big thing every now and then just to jab at SmackDown. Yeah. But beyond that. Eh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't it's know. I, it's just that I just don't have enough time to watch all 15 hours of wrestling that's that true. takes place during the week. Like I just don't. Um, and it's almost much. like, like some weeks I just don't watch at all because it's so overwhelming. It's kind of like when you walk into your kitchen, your kitchen's so dirty, you're like, I, I don't know what I'm just walking away from this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even gonna start. I don't know where to start. I'm not going to start. <laughs> um, well, lastly, uh, Mark Henry v- revealed that he talked to Vince before leaving the company and said, you know, hey, I, 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 I want a shot at, at doing this this commentary thing. I have a lot to offer. I need to show some people that I can do it. And Vince McMahon was very supportive about that. It was like, I, I fully believe that you're going to run away with it. I fully believe that it's going to be great. Uh, I'll see you in three years. So... We may get Mark Henry back in the WWE. Okay, I'm cool with it. Yeah, a little, little announce table. Do a little, do a little training center. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be great. Well, that's it for us. When we come back, we're gonna be reading the Bible, some stone cold scripture. Keep it here. another person that used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain you should know but you didn't of course you have well don't worry nerd because we've got some great news for you you're about to learn something brand new this is the real world bub and you need to learn to hold your own in a nerdy conversation so pull up an ear and pay attention because ltn has another nerdy definition for you today's term is bullet time Also known as frozen moment, dead time, flow motion, or time slice, bullet time is a visual effect or visual impression of detaching the time and space of a camera or viewer from those of its visible subject. The bullet time effect was originally achieved photographically by a set of still cameras surrounding a subject. The cameras are fired sequentially or all at the same time depending on the desired effect. Single frames from each camera are then arranged and displayed consecutively to produce an orbiting viewpoint of an action frozen in time or as hyper slow motion. This technique suggests the limitless perspectives and variable frame rates possible with a virtual camera. However, if the still array process is done with real cameras, it is often limited to assigned paths. While this special effect didn't originate with the Matrix, the term bullet time might have. This effect is how many of the shots where a character leaps into the air, freezes in midair, and the camera pans all the way around them is achieved. The first instance of the bullet time effect might be in the 1962 movie Zots, in which a nutty professor uses an ancient amulet to stop a bullet. So, when The Matrix 4 comes out, and you hear someone wondering out loud if there will be any more bullet time shots in this movie, you'll know what to look out for on screen, because you understand that reference. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where today our two words are stone cold, because we're talking about the Texas rattlesnake today. That's all we're talking about, because he's worthy enough to devote an entire episode to. Um, and we know how much you guys love our impressions. I mean, it's the... We love doing them. The most requested thing. Is it really? Well, it's the only requested thing we've okay. gotten, so I would assume, yeah. When we, that was when, one person who's like, when, "Hey, <laughs> do some more of them impressions." When we did our uh, when we did our pilot show, we did some impressions. We did, and uh, our our fearless leader Bubba Stalkup was like, "I was really worried when you said impressions." <laughs> and like, then I he got heard really scared. I got really scared. <laughs> and then he heard it. and He's like, "You could do that every week. You should do it all the time." <laughs> but we have not. Uh, for your just, sake. We just can't. A couple just, times a season. That's yeah. About as much yeah. as we'll cop to. So, uh, with our impressions, we like to have a little bit of fun. We like to uh, read some scripture, do a little ranting, combine our love <clears throat> of Jesus with our love of professional wrestling, <laughs> and m- meld them together and make them make them beautiful. And so, uh, we're going to be doing that today with some Stone Cold impressions. Now, I'm going to warn you, uh, they're not good. <laughs> They're fun. It's going to be funny. It's going to be a great bit. Um, but nobody come at me being like, oh, your Stone Cold sucks. Because, like, I know it sucks. I'm admitting it, admittedly. Like, I'll, I'll admit admittedly. it. It's not great. Um, so, so I will go first. Um, last time we did, I did Macho Man uh, or Macho Jesus confronting the fig tree. That's right. Uh, and I'm just going to pick up right there in Mark 11. Um, when when Jesus goes into the temple, okay. where they're selling uh-huh. goods. Okay, okay, I'm excited. Um, yeah. <sighs> All right, at the bottom line. Okay, we're good. <laughs> See, we're good. I just have to make sure we're getting into uh, it. Bottom line. <laughs> bottom line. That wasn't bad. That actually. wasn't bad. Maybe it's better than I thought. I don't know. <laughs> so there we are, coming after the weird incident with the fig tree, and Jesus walks us straight into Jerusalem, walks right into that temple where they're shut, where they're where they're selling their their junk. What? Their crap? What? Their tchotchkes? What? Useless junk? And he walks up to him, and and people start. He starts throwing stuff all over the place, raising all sorts of cane. That's right. He's chasing people with whips. He's flipping tables. He's causing a riot. People are asking him by what authority he's doing that. Who gave him that authority? And Jesus said, "You know whose house this is. This is my house. This is the authority that I have. Do you come here? This is a temple of prayer, not some place you." Can and sell your doves at. <laughs> they started talking amongst themselves, the Pharisees, you know, the guys that pushed their Psalms and their John 3.16s, and that confused them even more because they hadn't even heard of the book of John. It's just, it's just the Torah's out. But Jesus said, I don't answer to you. Jesus said... When John was baptized and the heavens opened up, who, who, I'm sorry. 
tell me about what authority that happened. And they didn't know. And Jesus said, well, I don't answer to you neither. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold Jesus said so. <laughs> Give me a heck yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, John. <laughs> It was a, it was a good impression, but it was very monotone. You stuck with that very it, same. I mean, <laughs> that's the only that tone good, I have. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. That's bad. the only tone I have. All right, <clears throat> that was not bad. Selling their crap. What? <laughs> their tchotchkes. What? Okay, okay. Uh, we haven't what enough in this podcast. We I don't feel. want a lot. I don't like the what. You don't like the what? What what? No, I don't. It's the worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> it is the worst thing Stone Cold has ever inflicted on the WWE. The what channel? Love it. Uh, all right, so mine is a. a uh, I am putting Stone Cold in Paul's place. Okay. In the letter to the Corinthians, this is a. Uh, I've heard of it. A retelling of Corinthians three, First Corinthians three, one through twenty three. Um. And yeah, again, Stone Cold is is Paul, and uh, Apollos is the Rock. Okay. In this story, so okay. Enjoy. You won't hear the Rock, but you'll you'll hear tell of him. Now listen here, sons. You got me hot. You got me a little frustrated. You're sitting here crying and whining like babies when it comes to Christ. Good for nothing more than sucking at a breast. Well, since you don't seem capable of anything more than that, looks like I'm going to have to open up a can of you-know-what and bottle feed you myself. And you're sitting there picking sides. I'm following Stone Cold. I did it for the rock. Wah, wah. It's obvious you don't even know who Stone Cold is. You don't know the rock. Both of us are out here doing what we were sent here to do stomping mud holes and some demon backsides and walking it dry. Now, I came here to raise some heck. The Rock came here to lay the smack down, but God's the one who whooped your butts into shape. But since you're looking at me like you're dumber than a bag of hammers, let me put it another way. You're in God's <laughs> ring. Now, Rock and I might have done some promos. What? Set the merch. What? Hype the fight. What? Plan the moves. What? And put on the greatest dang show on God's green earth. But none of it, not one god dang punch or stunner would have happened without the foundation of God's reign. Now, by now, I hope you realize that you are the that you are the arena of God, and God Himself is the sole promoter within you. And no one is going to get away with hopping the barricades and rushing God's ring. You can be dang sure of that. D T Y. Don't trust yourself to get over in this world just because you think you know the trades backwards and forwards. Trust God, and that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. What? <laughs> uh, my throat? Mm. <laughs> I need some throat, yeah. go. <laughs> <clears> throat> oh. These are so much fun. <laughs> they really are. Who should we do next? <laughs> it's hard to find the good ones. We're using a lot of the good ones up really fast. Yeah. Well. Macho Man is good. Stone Cold's good. I can do a decent rock, a decent Undertaker if it's uh, cold season. <laughs> if, it's, if I've got the flu, I can do. If it's really early in the morning. 
<sighs> okay, I'm not going to be able to talk the rest of the show. Well, well that's fun. Well, <laughs> we hope y'all enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed doing it for you. But when we come back, we're talking all about the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Keep it here. And this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing Sunday School Answers, created by Michael Mordanga. Sunday School Answers is self-described as the original Christian parody of Cards Against Humanity. Although this card game is compatible with similar card games, it is recommended to start with the updated Sunday School Answers new 2021 core game. There are also expansions available, such as the Superhero deck, which will be my next purchase along with the Meme deck. They also have the Christmas Edition, the Jabroni deck, the Nerd deck, and many more. You can search for Sunday School Answers on thegamecrafter.com or check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SSAthegame. I can tell you that the laughs didn't stop the entire time I played this game with my family during one of our game nights. We went through the deck and had to see how many different phrases we could create. Although I would say that this game is family friendly, I would always suggest checking out the content for yourself on their website. When you click on a deck and scroll down, they have provided samples of what you can expect in each deck. I cannot get enough of this game and find myself playing the nerd deck when I need a good laugh throughout the week. With that said, not only do I, but my family as well give Sunday School Answers a 10 out of 10 and recommend it for your next game night. I'm Danessa McPherson asking, have you played a game today? to the two words podcast where we're talking today all about stone cold steve austin um we so we've made it kind of uh i, I guess now makes it a tradition technically that yeah. the end of every uh at the end of every season because this is our last episode until uh january or whenever i'm told to come back <laughs> february i think first week of february. february first or second week of february um uh, and so we're, we're talking about our favorite wrestlers. We dedicate an entire episode. Uh, last time we did the Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man. And today we are talking about Stone Cold because, to be completely honest, if you were a young boy in the 90s, whether you watched wrestling or not, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the coolest human alive. Yeah, he, tr he transcended wrestling yeah. for sure. Uh, he was everywhere. He was all over the place when he got... Super popular. So, so I guess the question is, what made Stone Cold better than everybody else? I mean, what what made him transcendent? Um, I think the main thing that he had going for him was that he wasn't a fake wrestling persona. Um, 
even at the beginning of that A&E documentary that he did, the biography, uh, the first question they asked him is, what's the difference between Stone Cold Steve Austin and real Steve Austin? Or Steve Williams, I guess is technically his name. Uh, Did he change it? He legally legally changed changed it. I thought so, yeah. Steve Anderson. I believe it was Anderson. It was Williams. I know that much. Um, But he said, well... I don't even know what the difference is, really. And that's all he said. <laughs> just a, I think he said it was just an amplified, it's just an amplified, amplified version. version of him. There's not really a difference. Amplified version of <laughs> I think what what draws most people to to watch Stone Cold is that like everybody wanted to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wanted to flip their middle finger to their boss in the nineties. <laughs> everybody wanted to fill their boss's car with concrete. Everybody wanted a beer truck. Like that was, everyone wants to drive a Zamboni. It, that was just, that was just who it was. And he was saying all of the things that we wish we could have said to our bosses. Um, but then he would get in the ring and he would put on these really, really great matches. He's very, uh, physically capable. Um, Always has been, really. Like, he started off in middle school in football. Yeah. Uh, two, a 205-pound running back. It's a meaty boy. <laughs> Big running back. Uh, he said he was too slow to run to the left or the right, so he could only run right down the middle. But that was all right, because he could just plow through everybody. People. <laughs> but he would focus on staying fit, living responsibly. He wasn't a party guy drinking or whatever when he mm. was a, a teenager. He wasn't raising all kinds of heck back then. He was the guy that was yelling at his uh, older brother and his friends to shut up so he could go to sleep because he's got, <laughs> got football practice got in, the in the morning. Man. <laughs> yeah, um, and if you if you really think about it, it's something I didn't realize. I was watching some some stuff on the YouTube's. Uh, his first WWE championship was won at WrestleMania 14. His last match was at WrestleMania 19. Yeah, it was a very was a short five run. Year, I mean, he had other stuff before all of that, but it was a relatively short run. Relatively short, like, spotlight. When it, when you consider, yeah. like, Roman Reigns, how long has Roman Reigns been near the top of the, of the chart here? It feels like over a decade, and I'm pretty sure it's Forever. close to that. Yeah, really, Stone Cold's run is very short. I remember going back and watching through some of the Raws when uh, WWE Network came out. And, you know, I'm watching the, the rise right at a start at WrestleMania 14, and I continue on from there. And I get, like, you know, a week or two into it, you know, and I'm like, huh? Well, we're already at this part. Yeah, this is going really fast. <laughs> and it took. It, I mean, it, it was like not. It was like you know, less than a hundred raws, and you're done with the storyline. Yeah, I'm like, that's sad. I mean, but, I want so much more. Yeah, but like the ability to compact that much mm-hmm. and make it, because it feels like he was on top for 20 years. Oh yeah, he he, he made such a big impression in the industry, and I think that tied in with the fact that the Attitude Era was also being kicked off as he was rising to prominence. And so he became the attitude of the Attitude Era. Now, DC, yeah. DC, DC Talk, <laughs> DX had, <laughs> you know, its portion of that as well. And then The Rock, of course, would come along. But really what kicked it off was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, and he had that from, 
he developed that character rather from a ECW. Yeah, which he really didn't do much in. <laughs> he, didn't, he did. He did not wrestle he a did, single match in ECW. Wrestled. He did what was essentially the first pipe bomb situation. Yeah. Like he would come on ECW after he got fired by Eric Bischoff uh, and just rant. And Paul Heyman just said, yeah, say whatever you want. Go nuts. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. And he developed this kind of anti-authority, <clears throat> pardon me, working man, fighting back against the boss kind of mentality. Yeah. And uh, that's what brought, well, JR recruited him into WCW. <laughs> and then after that, he had moved to WWE and then saw what was going on in ECW with yeah. uh Steve Austin and brought him over as well. They always ask um, Eric Bischoff like if he regrets firing Steve, and he's like, I, Steve wouldn't have become who he was if he'd have stayed in WCW. Oh, like, absolutely! It just, it just wouldn't happen because he was he was doing the Hollywood Blondes Hollywood back Blondes. then. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the funniest videos you can see from the Hollywood Blondes is they uh, they announce him from Hollywood, Florida, or Hollywood, California. It's one of the two. Um, no, I don't think that happened with that. That happened with uh, with Ringmaster. Or no, 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 no. no. Stunning Steve Austin. Stunning it was Steve before Austin. he was. So yeah, I guess they did. But that, that happened that, before that, that before the Hollywood Blonde started. And like, they that said was he was from thing. like Hollywood, California, and he turned around and yelled at somebody. He's like, "I'm from Texas. <laughs> what am I gonna do with my accent? <laughs> Can't tell people I'm from California." I really think it's funny though that he came out of Stunning Steve Austin. You think you think of you know who he became and who he is known as, and you think about him with long bleach blonde hair in a red oh. robe with sequins all over it. Yeah. <laughs> And it just doesn't sound right. It but he made fit. that work too. He really I mean, did. Yeah, he was he was good in every aspect. But he just he, it wasn't a draw. Yeah, like he was good as a wrestler of that era. But that era was coming to an end, uh, and most people were still fighting that in the industry. the The idea of like the superhero, the pretty boy, all that in the wrestling industry was coming to a close. And WCW did see that happening. And I think honestly, they thought that. Steve Austin wouldn't be able to pull that off, the mm-hmm. transition to the new era. Yeah. I think that's one of the facts. I mean, he's stunning Steve Austin. He wears sequin robes to, you know, he's in the Hollywood blondes. He's, he's not going to, he's I mean, a Ric Flair ripoff. Yeah. It's, he's, he's a, he's a beefier Ric Flair. <laughs> that's, that's not going to, that's not going to fly with NWO coming in and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I also love the fact that his, his big um, push was a, a a fluke. Yeah. Because he he got his big push because he won King of the Ring. Which he was not supposed to which win. Which he was not supposed to win. And the only reason he won it is because they had to punish Triple H. And he was going to be the original winner. Yeah. But Triple H and HBK had just taken part of the curtain call, which was that um, breaking, breaking, yeah. breaking the curtain. Uh, Kayfabe. Kayfabe. Fabe. Uh, <laughs> to uh, basically give a big old group hug to their, their clique members, uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, who were leaving to go to WCW. Uh, and a fan happened to catch it on camera. And, w- and if you've been in the wrestling industry long enough, you've seen that footage of them all hugging in the ring. Well, someone had to get punished for that. And they couldn't punish Nash and Hall because they were gone. 
They weren't going to punish uh, HBK because he was, you know, championship he uh, was, arena. Uh, he was, was he injured. the champion? He was he was leaving because he was about to be. He was being in, he had injured himself. Oh, that's right. Okay, so he, he was, was leaving. Yeah, so he wasn't. So they had to they punished Triple H. The exact <laughs> words were: I think you're going to have to learn to eat crap and learn to like it. <laughs> and so Which he did. yeah, so so Cole uh, goes with this. And there's there's two matches that he has to do in the paper because that's how they would end King of the Ring. They would have the the finals. Or the the quarter final or the semi whatever what's the next level <laughs> before the championship? Uh, yes, yeah, the semifinals. Semifinals and then the finals, and right? The finals. Okay, so they had the two semifinal matches and then the final match on that pay per view. So it would usually start off with the two semifinals, and so he's in a match with. Um, uh, let's see, who was he fighting? He was in a match. Mark Merrow. He was in a match with Mark Merrow, and uh, Mark Merrow accidentally kicked him in the mouth in that match and busted his lip open. And so he had to be rushed to the hospital. They put 14 stitches in his mouth and he made it back just in time to go and wrestle his, uh, his championship match or not championship match, but finals match for King of the ring, uh, <laughs> against Jake the Snake Roberts, who was doing a whole Bible thumping yeah. uh, gimmick. Uh, the doctors told him, no, you can't wrestle. But he's like, well, I'm going to. And he did. <laughs> and he went out You're there and um, Michael Hayes, uh, you know, came up to him as he was heading out of the ring. He said, what did, you know, what catch me up to speed kind of thing. And Michael Hayes said, yeah, Jake the Snake just did a promo. And, he, you know, he was talking about, you know, how God brought him here and, you know, the whole, the whole religious spiel and everything. And uh, so they go out and they have the match. Stone Cold wins. And that's when he just on the fly came up with the uh, Austin 316. You talk about your Psalms. You talk about your John 316. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your butt. Uh, and then he ended that promo with, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Two things that he'd never said before yeah. at his big push win. Three things combined right there sent him to the stratosphere. To the top. All because Triple H had to hug Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. <laughs> it's the most expensive hug you've ever given. <laughs> but had that not happened, had the had the uh, the curtain call incident not happened, Stone Cold might not have ever made it up there because Vince McMahon was not all that thrilled with Steve Austin. Yeah, he brought him in as the ringmaster. Uh, uh, Stone Cold needed money, so he didn't fight <laughs> that yeah. title. He's like, all right, I'm the ringmaster, whatever, I'll make it work. Okay. Master of the ring. Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, they, I mean, he, they, didn't pu- they didn't push him all that well. It, nothing, no. nothing, nothing stuck. Nothing was making anything good. So he said, let me change my name. And he had been watching um, the Iceman tapes yeah. on TV. And uh, he said, I want something, you know, something ice-related. Ice. And so he, he sent that to creative, and they gave him uh, three pages of possible names, uh, some of which were Victor Fang McFrost, Fang McFrost, Snowman, Otto Von Ruthless, Mr. Freeze, Ice Dagger, Cruel Luke, Cool Cat, and Chili McFreeze. <laughs> and as uh, Mick Foley said, look, if, even if you had everything else that, that went right for Stone Cold, if his name is Chili McFreeze, <laughs> not, we're not talking about the same guy. <laughs> yeah. 
I love I love Michael Hayes's reaction to that whole promo because the entire time he's looking around like, are we about to get shut down? <laughs> he's looking around like, is he really saying these things? <laughs> you know, and I will I will I mean I'm thinking back as hard as I can, and I don't really recall there ever really being all that much backlash from the religious community about the Austin three sixteen thing. No. In fact, he even talks about at one point he's in a um, he was in an airport and like a, uh, like a whole group of priests came up to him and asked him for his autograph and he said, "Oh, I thought y'all were coming over here to yell at me over the Austin three sixteen thing." He said, "Oh no, we love it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun." Um, but you know, you, you really think like you talk about none of that would have happened had they had they not had the famous curtain call and like. But if you don't have that moment, you don't have any of the Attitude Era. Uh, almost certainly, You don't yeah. really have DX. You don't have any of this other stuff. And WCW wins the Monday Night Wars. Almost certainly. Because I bet they would have pushed Triple H. Uh, apart Hunter from, Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, apart from Shawn Michaels. As opposed to what wound up happening. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think it all falls apart without that curtain. They really should be thanking them <laughs> for the curtain call really, incident. Really should be. <clears throat> uh, um, well, some, some stone cold facts. Let's do it. Some okay, stone cold facts. Um, uh, originally born Steve Anderson. He did change his name uh, legally it's to. Anderson. It's Steve Williams. I'm pretty sure it's Anderson. Because he goes to his first match in Memphis and he introduces himself as Steve Williams. They said, well, you can't be Steve Williams because we already have a Steve Williams, Dr. Death. So you got 15 minutes to come up with a new name. He couldn't come up with anything. So the promoter said, all right, you're Steve Austin because he was from Austin. Steven James Anderson. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, why wasn't that in his biography? <laughs> I don't know. Um, originally born Steven, Steven James Anderson, changed it to uh, Stone Cold St Steve Austin, legally changed it to Steve Austin, um, went by many monikers, but my favorite is the Bionic Redneck, because the name of the $6 million man was Steve Austin. Um, and kids, you can ask your parents about that show uh, and just go. Oh, okay, and hold on. Hold on. Okay, hold on. We're both kind of right. He was born Stephen James Anderson, but it appears that maybe he was adopted by a stepfather. Oh. And it was changed to Stephen James Williams. Okay. So we can both be right. <laughs> I was going to be very confused. I was so upset. <laughs> um, like, I did my research, dang it. <laughs> when, he, when he broke into the wrestling business, uh, Dutch Mantel was running the scene down there, and... Uh, Steve wasn't very good. He wasn't very compelling in the ring, and so not compelling. Uh, Dutch Mantel made Athletic. him made him sit in a chair and watch every single match uh, for a very very long time. Dutch Mantel, uh, who later became Zeb Coulter, the uh, racist manager for Jack Swagger. <laughs> so it all comes full circle. Um, I got one. Uh, his first. Introduction into wrestling, like his first attempt, was Gentleman Chris Adams' three-day camp at the world-famous Sportatorium, Ooh. at which Mick Foley was also in attendance. Ooh. Uh, and he was a 
you know, he, he was active in this arena. And so him and a bunch of the other wrestlers were up watching from the crow's nest at everybody at the wrestling camp. And uh, he believed that Steve was the only one that looked like he had what it took. That is interesting. Uh, Crossing paths. Uh, Stone Cold fact about the Sportatorium. Uh, It is the world famous Sportatorium that had like 4,000 seats. It was a very, very small arena Mm. for being such a legendary place. Um, I did not know that. And it's no longer longer a thing anymore. Um, uh, Came up playing football, was originally uh, a football player, as we mentioned. he is while he is billed from Victoria, Texas. He was originally from Edna, Texas. Which I don't know why they would change either one of those because they're both small, no-name towns. Um, uh, he earned a scholarship to Wharton Junior College, uh, played for two years there, and then got a full scholarship to the University of North Texas, where I think he played like a season. Yeah, yeah. With the Mean Green. <laughs> uh, let's see. He was wrestling in WCW as Hollywood Blondes in Japan. He tore his his tricep. But he kept wrestling for three more weeks, and then he had to have surgery. He was off for a long time, and that's actually when Eric Bischoff called him and fired him. That's fun. So that's fun. That's, that's always fun. the time you want to get fired, right? When you're healing from the injury that you sustained, giving your your part of your <laughs> life to the company that you were <laughs> and they just fired you for. And then they go under, but jokes on him because they went under. So give <laughs> no, me, those give guys me some more facts. I don't, really have, I don't really have any more facts. <laughs> you have any more facts? All right, let's go. Uh, let's see. We talked about a lot of that already. Yeah, we talked about our, all, all this stuff. So let's see. The the Stone Cold monitor moniker came from uh, his, his wife had made oh, him some right. soup as he was sitting in a chair. Tea. Tea. Was it tea? It was tea. Yeah, anyway, uh, it was a hot. It was cold. a hot liquid. <laughs> she said, "You need to drink your tea, or it'll become stone cold." And he's like, "What? <laughs> like, what? What?" <laughs> and she's like, "It'll be stone cold." And he's like, "I like that." Uh, okay, match with Owen Hart for the Intercontinental Title. Owen did a tombstone pile driver with Steve's head six inches too low. Steve was paralyzed briefly in the ring. He told ref Earl Hebner to tell Owen to roll up for the Owen to roll up for the win. Uh, it was the worst roll up in the history of the business, described by Steve Austin. Uh, he won the title. He got up and walked out with the help of other people on legs he could not feel. Uh, and he didn't actually injure his neck. Like people think that he broke his neck or something, but he, he just bruised his spine. Just, he bruised his spinal cord. And, uh, even to this day, if it's cold or something, he'll have like, he'll not be able to move his leg, uh, correctly. Yeah. And that also translated into how the rest of his career went. Cause this was before he became the big, you know, anti-boss, uh, guy before he was doing the stunner all that much. And so Vince McMahon recalled, the leg that he used to kick before he reached in for the stunner was the leg that he couldn't always feel all the way. Mm-hmm. And so he couldn't always tell if he was kicking high enough because he's supposed to kick you in the gut. But occasionally, he'd kick you a little lower. <laughs> and uh, he would always apologize, and I'd tell him, you know, hey, you know it makes it easier to sell. <laughs> Just get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can feel this pain. Just, you know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Yeah, he bruised his spinal cord, uh, and they said if it had been any harder, that he might be a paraplegic for the rest of his life. So, like, he he narrowly avoided. That's fun. 
That's fun. Well, you know, there are just so many wrestlers that really have Steve Austin to thank. Um, guys like Tommaso Ciampa, guys like Kevin Owens. I mean, Kevin, where would Kevin Owens be without Stone Cold Steve Austin? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be doing that springboard stunner that he that he loves so very much, which is a great variation on the stunner. Yes, uh, but he did. He is quoted as saying, "Steve's legacy makes it hard for us to become superstars. It doesn't matter how good we get; there will always be someone who says pretty good, not Stone Cold though." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he does admit, uh, as he got on in the business, that he his focus was so so much on the wrestling business that he became selfish and focused only on himself, which puts everything else in the back burner. So he got a divorce, of course. He had a few of those, actually. Um, he never really had a relationship with his two daughters. His ex-wife and daughters went to visit extended family in London, and then 9-11 happened while they were there. Hmm. And so everyone was afraid to get on a plane, and so they just kind of stayed there. And, uh, like, he... he uh, he had a really this this was you could see it on the television as well. Things were just starting to shift in his life, uh, and he became so focused on it, like uh, anybody does. You know, when they, they it became an addiction essentially for him, that it wasn't fun anymore. He was yeah. angry, bitter, paranoid, untrusting. He bottled stuff up. He was afraid that he'd lose his spot if he took a break. Um. And after his big feud with The Rock, The Rock went off to Hollywood for his first round of Hollywood business, and there was nobody like at his level anymore. He was like above the top tier. Like there was yeah. nobody who could get to that like god tier level. Yeah. And so they had nothing for him to do, and they basically called him up and said, "Hey, you're going to fight Brock Lesnar and lose." There was no build up to the match. It was going to be essentially a job match. Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to job to Brock Lesnar. And so he said, I'm not going to do it. And he left. And that was the infamous Steve took his ball and went home promo that Vince cut the next night. Yeah. And uh, so he was gone for a while, came back, uh, had a very short run. um, And then WrestleMania 19 was his last match. And that's when they, and he didn't tell anybody that it was his last match except for Vince and his opponent, which was The Rock. And this was the third WrestleMania match between Stone Cold and The Rock. Stone Cold had won the first two. He wanted The Rock to win this. Uh, and so they had a fantastic match. And uh, while, Vin, while uh, Stone Cold is lying on the mat after the match is over, The Rock bends down and tells him that he loves him. And Stone Cold laughs and said, I love you too. Two of the biggest, manliest wrestlers <laughs> saying, I love you. I love you. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's, he's talked about how he, he left the business and he, he moped for a long time. Uh, moped for, for, for a couple of years, I think three years about it. And then decided, you know what, I better capitalize on this brand before uh, people forget who I am. Went to Hollywood, did a couple B movies. Not all that great. Uh, there was there was one where he um, he played a janitor that taught a kid to box. <laughs> I remember I remember starting to watch this film. <laughs> did a few uh, TV show spots as well, but then he found his niche with uh, niche whatever with hosting. So he hosts 
like reality competition shows and podcasts. And he says he loves it. It keeps oh, him keeps him perfect. in the business. He doesn't have the itch to go back and wrestle anymore. So sorry, you're not going to see him in Saudi Arabia. It doesn't matter how much they're going to pay him. He's he's not going to come back for that match. I love America. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, that's the hard part about most wrestlers, and we did the same thing with Macho Man, is yeah. that the fame does come with a price, uh, because it, it's that. hard to balance both a family life and being a top star in a wrestling business, especially when you're gone so much. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing that is true is that without him, I don't think WWE would have won the uh, Monday Night Wars. Just like you said, there was, a, there was a whole domino effect. Without Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm not sure the Attitude Era comes to be. And... I don't even think wrestling becomes as big. Yeah. Like, it, the longevity of wrestling without the Attitude Era and without Stone Cold is is nil. He brought it into the mainstream. Like, as soon yeah. as he started getting popular, he was on... Regis and Philbin. He was on SNL. He Regis, was on everything. Regis and Philbin. Regis, Regis and Philbin. Regis and Philbin. Regis and Philbin. Sorry, Regis and Kathy Lee. Uh, he was on Celebrity Deathmatch. You know, he was on all these different things right, that stretched out well beyond wrestling. To you know, it was at the point where the only you say WWE, the only thing that anyone says is Hulk Hogan. So that's yeah. the only people anybody knew, only person anybody knew yeah. before that that wasn't a wrestling fan. And that's only because he branched out into so many other things that weren't wrestling. Stone Cold didn't do that yet. Yeah. It was just his commanding chemistry uh, with the business and with, you know, mainstream America yeah. that made him a big deal. So I miss Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> that show was awesome. So he does say he is the same guy now, uh, just without all the pressure. That's and good. That's the best version of Stone Cold. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, we. What's left to say? I mean, where do you go from there? I mean, you know, where do you go from? I can tell you what I hated about him. Do tell. It's brief. Just three things. Okay. I hated his run as heel Stone Cold. There were a few funny moments with Kurt Angle, but uh, it they were was, mostly because of Kurt. It Angle. was mostly because of Kurt. Angle. He was the he was the laughs, and Stone Cold became the the. The dry, yeah. When, when Stone Cold kind of became like the lap the dog, man. Of, yeah, <laughs> that was weird. The invasion storyline, where where he uh, turns on the WWF and and joins the WCW team. Why why would he? They fired the WCW fired him. Why would he join that team? Dumb. And the what chance, which I already mentioned, what chance worst thing. And I think I think and I hope and I pray that they're over because I haven't heard them. Since COVID. Yeah, the, the COVID went away. <laughs> did and we COVID, kinda... Did the what chance catch COVID? <laughs> I hope so. They didn't make it past that's coronavirus. The, that's the only thing I hope the virus killed. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Like I said, this is our uh, our last episode of this season. Um, but when we come back next season, it's going to be bigger, better, and better than anything else. Um uh, we have we had some stuff we needed to needed to get out there and I don't remember what it was. Um, next this coming Sunday is uh, Survivor Series. That's right, we've got Survivor Series so coming up. We uh, will be streaming that. We'll be live streaming that from John's apartment, fabulous John's apartment. Uh, and then of course we'll also have Royal Rumble 
before we come back. So look for us for oh, both yeah. of those. I don't think there is a WWE pay-per-view in December. I'm pretty sure yeah, they canceled they killed, it. they killed uh, TLC. They killed it for at least this year. It's gone. So... <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're going to watch this Survivor Series, which is weird because it's all about brand loyalty, but they just had a draft like a day ago. Which is what so, they keep doing. like, yeah. who's, who's, who's really all that devoted to the brand and they just got there? Not me. Um, Not me. it's going to be weird. I don't know if it's going to be good. I'm hoping that it's good. <laughs> AEW just had another banger pay-per-view oh. with full gear. So Fantastic. they got a lot to, to try and work up to here. Um, We've got a couple stickers left over, a couple of our, our uh, You Can't Fake This Meat sticker. So we love so very, very much. Frankly, if you get in touch with us at any of our uh, social medias, at the or at two words, I almost screwed it up, at two words LTN, uh, and we still have some left, we will send you one. Uh, and happen. there will be another, <coughs> there will be another stream, I believe. I think we talked about this. Another stream at some point, a very short stream, might just be a video, I don't know, we might not stream it, where we exchange Christmas gifts. Oh yeah, we don't need to do that. Because I already we have did, Okay, we didn't, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What? We got another thing we didn't even talk about, because it what happened we two weeks about? ago. During our podcast last week, during our stream, um, I get home and patting my beautiful oh, baby girl right. to sleep, and Matt sends me a text that Keith Lee has been fired that. from the WWE. And then several other people as well. <laughs> yeah, Carrying Cross, mm -hmm. um, who just got moved up. Yeah, they, they just they just acquired him and made him change his awesome name. <laughs> Bfab. Bfab. They got just... rid of the. the... <laughs> Have you seen Hit Row? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love Hit Row. Yeah. But Bfab gone. Bfab's gone. Bfab be gone. Sick of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I I knew there was something big we should have talked about during the wrestling news and rumors, and I forgot about that. Yep, so, because it yeah. happened immediately. Yeah, it happened within thirty minutes. No, it happened while we were recording. Well, yeah, well, and we found out about it within half an hour after we were done. Yeah. <sighs> um. So yeah. So uh. But uh. Until until next time. February. Till February. <laughs> uh. My name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that. We got a season two words for you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>